a few years ago, my father went to Dubai for a holiday slash business trip. When he was there, he asked us, my siblings and I, if he wanted gifts he could bring back. My siblings asked for things, even my mother asked for something, but I didn't. And when he got back, they received their gifts and were joyful for it. But I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like trying to put on a front of wantlessness and needlessness. When in fact, I would have liked to receive something. Hey guys, welcome to episode 9. This is how I really feel about taking responsibility for our needs. I've always had a problem saying that I would like something or asking for help with something. And I understand where it comes from, that old childhood again. Sometime in my childhood, I unconsciously and inaccurately received the message that it was my needs that would cause people to abandon me or neglect me. So I suppressed my needs. But since we are humans and we have needs, it's part of our nature, you can't fully suppress needs and survive. So my child brain looked for ways to get those needs met without directly asking or saying. So this would mean being indirect, covert, passive-aggressive, and the like. I remember a chick who used to live in our apartment building a few years ago. Our apartment building had one bedroom, two bedroom apartments and a bedsitter. And she used to stay alone in a bedsitter. I met this chick the first time going up the stairs. And it was like uh, greetings and pleasantries and it developed from there. She would invite me to watch movies at her place. We would stay up watching movies till like 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. I was interested in her, but I never made a move because that would mean making myself vulnerable. So I used to suppress my sexual desire. One night, I finally mastered the courage to express it. We were seated on the bed watching a movie on her laptop. She had bought yogurt, and so we had sufficient refreshments. We were leaning on the wall with pillows to support our backs, and we were seated side by side with our legs touching. So I'm thinking, yes, things are going well. My heart was beating because I was thinking about how to make my move. I wasn't even concentrating much on the movie. When it ended and it seemed as, as if I was about to go home, I finally made my move. I went in for the kiss and she stopped me and she said, no, not that. Ouch. I sat there stewing in my heart and things became awkward. I picked up my things and left. She texted me after but I didn't reply. I ran into her a few times after and I always felt embarrassed, vulnerable. Now, it can be argued that she wasn't interested from the start and that her inviting me for late night movies was just a friendly gesture. But that is not the point. The point is, 
if I had made my intentions clear earlier and had been vulnerable with my sexual interest as soon as possible, then I would have known earlier whether she was interested or not and would not have wasted time and energy in indecision or with someone who wasn't interested in me. So, what does taking responsibility for our needs look like? In the past, uh, when I say the past, I mean over, uh, what, thousands, hundreds of thousands of years, we used to live in tribal settings. We had uh, uncles, aunts, grandmothers, grandfathers, and other relatives or members in the tribe, all working together, all trying to survive. This meant that as a child, every adult in the tribe was your parent. So you could develop emotional connections with different adults. And of course, you had several peers to play with. Some evolutionary theorists even say that sex might have been communal theories. If there was a time travel machine, ended to the past, ni joke mambo. Because everyone has their own versions of events in which they are the heroes and everyone else who does not see things as they do is wrong or is evil. <coughs> Read a lot of religions, uh, radical beliefs. Because I've been through phases of my life when I've been self-righteous. Maybe it's better that the time travel machine remains a mystery. Imagine how quickly we'd, we would corrupt things. But since we were tribal, it meant that our emotional, spiritual, mental, physical needs were met in the tribe. So it makes sense how difficult it is, Sahi, to raise a kid alone. History a single parents. Like it's not in our nature. It's very difficult because you're trying to do it alone or trying to do it maybe in just your nuclear family. And it also explains how we have more mental issues today. I mean, we are all isolated. People are on their phones 24-7. We don't have real conversations anymore. We can't say that we need something or that we are going through something, so we suffer. So what is the solution? Dr. Robert Glover suggested that we create tribe. He had an exercise where he encouraged us to take stock of our lives. The exercise had three different parts. One is a part of what we have. Two is a part of what we need. And three is a part of what we should cut off or fix. The what we have part is people or things in our lives that keep us fulfilled or support us. They include parents, friends, role models, and even practices like uh, listening to music, yoga, meditation, prayer, anything that keeps you going. This can be by the, a very good exercise in awareness and gratitude and recognition of abundance. The second part is the what we need part, which includes things that we believe would aid part one. This can include a job you love, being able to do things like traveling, 
having professionals like a masseuse or a dentist or a therapist, uh, better podcast recording equipment. Here we work on adding these things to our life. The what we should cut off or fix part is as the name suggests. This can be friends who only invite you to drink or play FIFA, but don't add further value. It can be too much social media or TV, or maybe you don't talk to a certain parent or sibling. Perhaps there's something that can be resolved there. But all of a sudden, when you work on these things, you have tribe. When you work on setting these things right, you feel more alive, more prepared to face challenges, and more fulfilled. And these things reflect in the way you carry yourself. All of a sudden, you have an aura that attracts great things to your life. After your day, when you reject Sahi, then it won't matter because my life is so full. But I think it was necessary that I was rejected because even if I did get that chick, it would either have ended swiftly or we would have been miserable together. Because I had not learned self-respect, I couldn't be vulnerable, I wasn't conscious or honest, and had no idea about my childhood baggage or how to work through it. So I accept that rejection gift now. This is what it means to be an adult, I think, taking responsibility for your needs. And I believe you can only be generous and give to others if your own cup is full. As always, thank you for tuning in. If you're interested in transforming your life, look up these guys I keep talking about. Akina Dr. Robert Glover, Brene Brown, Dr. Gabor Mate, Mark Manson, Alan Watts, Jidu Krishnamuti, and decide for yourself whether they have sense or no. So, until the next one.